0: Welcome to the Mastering Midlife Podcast, where we talk about all the crazy fun things that happen when you are a midlife mama. I'm your host, Heather London. Let's dig in. Hey, and welcome to episode 37. Today we're talking about weight loss in midlife, but it's a little bit different, more in depth, because what I want to talk about is why... We know how to lose weight. Like we know what to eat to lose weight, but we still can't seem to lose the weight. What the heck is happening? And this comes about because I see this all the time. I tell people when I'm coaching, I help them know what to eat to lose weight. When I say what, I mean what types of foods, I tell them exactly what types of foods, exactly. So there's no confusion on what somebody should be eating. But yet, they still can't manage to do it only because it's the why they're eating that isn't being addressed. So no matter how much you know about nutrition and what types of foods you should be eating, That's all great, but unless you do the emotional work, you won't be able to lose the weight and keep it off. So maybe you could lose weight, but you can't keep it off. And I'm specifically talking about midlife weight loss because if you are a midlife mama and you're listening to this podcast, you know what I'm talking about when I say that all of a sudden you wake up and you have extra weight in your stomach or you feel bad puffy like you just don't feel like you did before when you felt like you had it going on like you had control over you know your weight and and when I say weight I I cringe when I say that because when I work with my clients I always teach them how to break up with their scale because I don't mean a number on a scale when I'm talking about somebody's weight what I'm actually talking about is how they're feeling in their body so When I say weight, I'm talking about your relationship to how you feel about your body. And I know when I hit midlife, I felt like I just kind of turned puffy. Just there was just a little there was extra of me and I hadn't changed anything. So I didn't know what had gone on or how do I fix it? Because I hadn't done anything different than what I was doing before that was working. And so this is why it's really important to know Sure, we can know all the foods to eat, but still it doesn't work. And why is that? And it's because there's always the emotional component and that rules everything because we have never been taught how to process our emotions, feel our emotions, be okay with our emotions, make friends, make peace with our emotions, understand our emotions, name them, all of that kind of stuff. We were never taught that. They don't teach us that in high school. Our parents probably didn't teach it to us because they didn't know how to process their feelings or emotions because they too were never taught that as well. So it's just as something as a society, we've never really put time and effort into teaching people how to name and process emotions. So how this shows up, let me give you an example. Is Okay, you know what to eat and you're doing really good. You're like, here are my foods that I eat, here's when I eat, and it's working, it's doing great. And then all of a sudden, something triggers you, so you have a big emotional response. And it's probably the biggest triggers come from our family. We love our family, and they're our biggest teachers. I'm going to say teachers as opposed to triggers. They are our biggest teachers. They teach us the most valuable lessons. And so I have this big emotion going on and it feels horrible because I don't know what it is and I don't know how to change it. I just know that I feel horrible. So if I'm angry, I don't like that feeling. We'll just say, you know, I was triggered and then I feel angry and I don't like feeling angry. And so what people do instead is they want to get rid of the feeling. So they go and do something else that causes a different feeling not being able to process that emotion because we're thinking anger is bad because we have these thoughts and it's our blood is boiling and we're feeling so angry we could kill somebody and we don't like that feeling because we're thinking it's bad to feel that way so how do i stop that feeling i'm going to go over here and i'm going to eat some chocolate i'm going to eat some ice cream and then I have this dopamine hit of, fe- of eating the ice cream. My brain uh, dopamine center is firing off and it feels good for a moment. And then as soon as that's over, then, oh, yeah, that other feeling is there again. So that other feeling hasn't gone anywhere. You are just distracting yourself with a different feeling that you like more instead of the angry feeling. Like you don't like feeling angry or even sad. Maybe you're feeling sad and you don't want to be sad because it's a sign of weakness or like maybe you've been taught it's a sign of weakness because it is not a sign of weakness, but maybe that's what you've been taught. And so you're trying to avoid that feeling. And the way you do it is by distracting yourself with something else. I'm using food because for this podcast, we're talking about food, but you could insert any kind of addiction here at all. So if I'm feeling um, sad and I don't want to be feeling sad, I could go drink and then I'll have a different feeling. If I'm feeling angry and I don't want to feel angry, I could go buy stuff online and then I'll have a different feeling. Drugs, um, sex, um, exercise. Like it doesn't matter what the, what the distraction is. And instead what I want to offer is you want to learn how to name an emotion and how to process it. And that's what I teach my clients. And that's why they can lose the weight and keep it off. That's the critical component is keeping it off. So you start to change how you see your body and how you think about food. Because in my world, I try to, and I help people to see that food is for nourishing their bodies. That's what it's for in society. The social constructs that have been created are saying use food to celebrate everything, use food for every occasion. There isn't a holiday that isn't based around food. So for our social component and as human beings, we want to be a part of the group because our instincts tell us that if we're not a part of the group, if we're out on our own, we could die. That's our, you know, our ancestral instinct is to be a part of the group just for sheer survival. And so if the whole family is getting together over pizza, then we show up. And if we're having a family dinner and our mom made dessert, we're going to eat it because she wants us to. She made it out of love. And this is an offering, a gesture of how much she loves us by making all this food. And if we don't eat it, we're going to feel like we're rejecting her. So there's a lot of pressure around food. And that is a construct that I would like to totally break down and it starts with understanding hey i have this desire i was fine and now i have this desire to go eat something that i know isn't good for me then i'd stop and i'd be like what just happened when i first started doing this this is how i did it as soon as i noticed a desire to do something to do a destructive behavior something that isn't good for me i would stop and i would be like okay what just happened and then i could look back and see oh i had uh i had a conversation with somebody and they were super rude to me and now i feel triggered and i don't like this feeling because they were rude and condescending so i'm thinking in my brain that they think i'm stupid and i don't like to be stupid and it's such a horrible feeling that i'm going to distract with food and so i'm going to go and eat the food remember What you're looking for is not in the fridge. Food is not the answer. For a short period of time, it will distract you from that feeling. But every time that comes up, you'll want to go to food. But what you want to do is instead say, what just happened? Oh, I had a feeling that I didn't like. I had an emotion that I didn't like. It felt uncomfortable. It was like, ooh, that sucks. I want to get rid of this as fast as possible. And so now we have the awareness. The fact that I noticed that I wanted to do a destructive behavior that doesn't serve me but I caught it and then I question why? I wonder why I'm doing this over here so now I've created the space to do the work around it hmm what am I looking for why what what am I feeling here what's going on in my body and then you want to process the feeling and once you can get good at processing feel feelings you can allow yourself to feel the feeling oh it's okay to feel sad and we want to remember that somewhere along the way, we learn that that is uh, weak or it's a bad part of ourselves. It's an unlovable part of ourselves. So that's why we don't want to feel it. But if we can know that all parts of ourselves are lovable and we can find the ones that we think are unlovable, that it's somewhere along the way we had an experience, that we learned that that was a bad part of ourselves, and we shoved it in a bag and put it over our back and we never look at it again. And anytime it comes up, we're thinking it's a bad thing. But if we can name it and then we can get intimate with it, what is that feeling? So it's like, oh, I don't like to feel stupid. Mm, Okay, interesting. And what does that feel like in my body when I think that I'm feeling stupid? And I go inward and I check my body and I see what am I feeling inside my body? And you'll find it in your body and you'll be able to describe it like... Like it'll have maybe a movement to it or a sound or a color or a smell or a shape. And it's in a specific part of your body and maybe it's going to a different part. That when you somatically get into your body and name it and feel it, now you're starting to give life to it and understand it so that you can process it as opposed to making it go away because it's uncomfortable. And then we can process it. We can get intimate with it we are like, oh, I know what, I know what sadness feels like. And then we can sit with sadness and we can know that it's okay to have these feelings. We don't need to get rid of the feelings. The feelings are there for a reason, but we want to start to embrace that part of ourselves. We want to start loving that part of ourself. We can ask ourselves, like if it's the stupidity one, when does it serve me to not know the answer? and start loving that part of ourselves, and seeing how it can be helpful sometimes to be that, and to know that that is a part of ourselves that we want to get to know better. And when we embrace it and love it, then it will never trigger us again, because we know that we can feel that and still go on with our day, go about our day. And I would recommend that you go and find the biggest emotion that comes up all the time and every one of us has one that is like a doozy that we deal with all the time and if you're not sure what it is just think about you know the last time you had a disagreement with somebody you love like your partner you guys probably have the same disagreement over and over and over again And so you're going to know that feeling. So imagine if you and your partner argued about the same thing over and over and over again, and you realized that it was because you were had a feeling and emotion and you guys had the same argument. You would say the same words, take the same actions. Like it's a repeating pattern, but if you could identify it and you could find out what you were feeling in that moment, you What was coming up for you? Where was it in your body? What did it feel like? Describe it. No, feel it. Like just sit with it. Feel it. Get intimate with it. What does it sound like? How does it move? What does it smell like? Is it prickly or is it soft? Like what is going on here? Is it light and airy or is it dense and solid? And then really describe it and then start to be okay with that feeling and knowing that you're going to be okay with that feeling in your body. It's a part of of nature. It's designed to be there. There's nothing bad about it. You don't need to stop it. You just need to be with it and let it do its work. Let it process through you. And then when you really own it and allow it to be, it will slowly dissipate. And even if it doesn't totally and completely dissipate all the way and disappear, that's okay too because then you can know that you have this feeling And it's a part of yourself that you're going to love and hold space for and go about your day and do your job and do all those things. So you can do that well feeling that feeling. And the more intimate you get with that feeling, the better you get at being able to not let it have power over you. For example, like to go and eat and send you off track for nourishing your body. So you'll be able to process the feeling instead of eating something to make the feeling go away. And this is why most people don't stick to their um, nutrition plans is because they don't know how to do this. So a second, a big feeling comes up, it's like, that's it. I'm out of here. I'm going to go eat, screw everything. And then when you're eating, you're like, oh good, at least I don't have to feel that horrible yuckiness over there. But by the time you're done eating, you feel even worse in a different way. And that's why you will always come out ahead if you learn how to process your emotions and do the work. And guess what? Just like going to the gym and building muscle or learning something new, like riding your bike or learning how to walk or learning a new language, the more you do it, the easier it gets. You build up those synapses in your brain and you don't have to take as long to process it. You could just instantly go, oh, there's that feeling here in my body. Oh, I know exactly what it is just because of where it is and what it feels like. You instantly know what it is. Not a problem. I know how to process it and I know how to let it do its thing. And it's going to be faster and faster and faster. And so now you could be at the point where you don't even literally have to stop doing what you're doing. You can process it on the fly as you're doing what you're doing, which is amazing. Totally amazing because this is just a new skill that you've learned And then you stay on track with your nutritional plan. You're not using food to sabotage yourself. So when we started at the beginning, it's like, yeah, I could tell you exactly what to eat and when to eat it to lose weight and to get your body where it wants to be naturally. But it's the keeping it there that is where you want to spend most of your time. That's why the diet industry is a trillion dollar business is because it's so hard to stay there because these are all, are all emotional problems not food problems they're all emotional problems so as soon as we learn how to get intimate with our emotions then we can set ourselves up for success because remember this whatever you do to lose the weight is what you get to do to keep it off so any kind of diet with harsh restrictions it'll never work but if you eat whole clean foods which is what you're designed to do just eat whole clean foods you can sustain that forever because that's what our bodies naturally crave that's how they get all the all the nutrients that they need all the nourishment that they need and so if you want to lose the weight lose the midlife weight and love the body that you're in, then go do your work on your emotions. So find somebody that can help you teach you how to do this. If this is something that you want to learn to do, like you're like, oh my gosh, yes, I see. I can see now that this is why I haven't been successful so far. Not a problem. I have a program that does that. I will put the link in the show notes, and you can reach out to me. You can book a free consult call if you want to learn how to do this, because this is the work that's gonna help you be sustainable in your weight loss plan, in getting your body to where you want it to be. And remember too, that when you hit midlife, your hormones change, they go out of whack. And basically your body is designed to be in homeostasis, to be in balance. So if your hormones go out of whack, which they're supposed to do when you hit midlife, all you have to do is hold space and eat the right foods to help, help your body balance itself out again. So it's a time thing and every single person is different. You can do this with foods. Of course, foods will help you balance yourself out quicker because let food be thy medicine. Our body is designed to do this, to change hormonally. Again, in midlife, we're going from child bearing years to giving back to sharing our wisdom and our love. And it's a change in your, um, chi in your energy. And so if you can hold the space gracefully while you're body figures it out and balances itself out, then it's going to be a better experience for you. But what you don't want to do is try to stop it from happening. Your body is designed to do this. It knows what it's doing, just like in childbirth. It knows what it's doing. We just want to follow along and listen to the cues. Okay, so I hope this helps you because so many Of the people that I see, the women in midlife, they're always talking to me about weight. They're like, okay, I haven't changed anything, but all of a sudden I've just gained weight overnight. Yes, that's your hormones changing. And so instead of using emotion as a reason to eat, we want to process our emotions and that will allow us to eat the foods that we know We'll get our body to its natural weight. So that's why I say when I'm talking about weight loss, it's not a food thing. Like, yes, it's a food thing, but the sustainability is the emotional component. So the key is to get intimate with your emotions. All right, my friends, I hope this helps you in some way, shape or form. Thank you for listening. Always, always, always love yourself first and have an amazing day.